0: Hello everyone. My name is Menno. I'm
1: 31 years old. I live in Holland, uh, located in Rotterdam right now. I've uh, been breaking since around 2000, 2001. So that means more than half of my life I've been I've been breaking. So this is almost everything I can remember is break. My whole life been in direction of break. Um, I won the Red Bull PC one three times, so I'm the three times world champ. So that helps me to live from my from my passion and to uh, realize other dreams. Uh, so besides that, I also paint, uh, but not so much time for that lately because I'm uh, also a father of two kids, and I run a clothing brand called Leisure, That's uh, another big passion of mine.
0: Um, so yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> question which we ask to every artist we call in like every goddamn artist sports person everyone who is coming in on a show as a full-time b-boy how do you earn and how are you managing your income
1: um i manage my income from um judging mostly teaching video projects price money um yeah that's it man it's it's basically everything that comes on your path. You 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 take it with both hands, and uh, and you make a living out of it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty lucky that I'm signed with Red Bull, so that gave me a lot of stability. Uh, so they organized the World Championships called Red Bull BC One. They have a lot of prelims called Ciphers everywhere worldwide. So usually I'm I'm judging a lot of them, and I'm and, uh, I'm teaching there. Uh, now during Corona times, not so much traveling, so not so much income as well. Um, yeah, that's that's for now how I how I uh, how I've been making my living.
0: Um, exactly, as a full-time b-boy, you, surviving is quite difficult, and you are doing that as a full-time b-boy. So that's pretty great. Yes. That's the reason I asked you whatever i'm going to do people are just going to skip to this so i'll save some time and i'm just going to ask you directly so that it's going to help them and then in the end they can subscribe and like it so that will help me earn money so please do that uh, but yeah what what really happened in red bull bc1 world finals mumbai last year india okay you versus Menno versus kila koila okay and can you can you take me through the first round like can you take me through the because i know you've been saying this In a lot of interviews, but I really love that staring part. And I want to put that thing in my podcast, like the way you start by staring your opponent. I just want my audience to, you know, listen to that because that's very important. That's very important. So, can you take me to that first round and then I'll ask my question?
1: (laughs) You basically (laughs) gave me my answer already. I know, I know.
0: Dude, you're so inspiring. I fucking watched all your interviews and it's, it's, i just loved it but anyway yeah like like
1: the the there's always a lot of pressure in uh, in a red C one, so you can you can read that in, in people's eyes if they're ready or not so it's always first uh, before the battle starts you have like a little stare down and you kind of like measure each other's pressure a little bit or something like that you know so so that's that's already a little bit where like uh dominance comes into play uh on a stage like that so yeah usually what i what i do is i look somebody in the eyes and then i wait till they look look away or start down first so then you know you already want one step ahead because you you beat them on a the confidence part
0: coming to the first round again okay. uh, you were uh, you were there made that yoga move okay that meditation move and the audience was like they they went mad they they were supporting Koila till the end okay so was there a moment in in that battle you thought, oh shit, uh, like something like you know taking a back, or you said no, it's it's not gonna happen, nothing's gonna change me. So did you feel like that that pressure? No,
1: because I because I know I know that the that, that little role was nice, but at the end, so this is the problem. A lot of people think they understand breaking because they dance a little bit or they, yeah. they break maybe five years or ten years, but honestly, I'm going to tell you now, I started understanding breaking after i was dancing 10 years it takes a lot of time to understand the art form that's this deep as breaking exactly and there's a lot of people they think they understand and, and there's a lot of people responding for like gimmicks or like small moves like crowd pleasing things you know i'm not i'm not really impressed by it and i have trust that the people that's sitting on the judge's chair are also not really impressed of it, you know. It it adds. It's a good thing, but it's not like. I don't know. I know. I know. India is a very hype crowd, hyper than most other crowds I know, uh, which is which is very like a very good thing. But I also know they can cheer up a lot for things that don't really uh, count that much in a battle, you know. But that's just like crowd pleasing. So no, I was not really worried when he when he rolled back. With, with his legs like this, you know, exactly. um, I had a little slip on my feet that was like sweat on the floor. and My, my feet slipped, slipped away a little bit, uh, when I landed on my back. So like feeling wise for myself, it was like, oh damn, I just missed this little step. So you want to give some extra fire, but at the end, like the extra fire, you will always give it because it's the, it's the final battle, you know?
0: See, uh, so, the reason the, uh, so the reason is I believe no one becomes a world champion three times by fluke, okay. So I, I completely, I loved the, I loved your round and not only the BC one round, I saw the uh, world breaking champion rounds as well and the previous round as well. I loved it. I loved it. I, I was trying to record, I was trying to like pause, take it back, then play it again to understand what's going on and stuff, the teapot move and everything so what i want to ask you is this is not my words these are the people commenting in the uh, in the red bull bc1 youtube uh, videos and stuff that it was rigged uh, why did there was a there was a fire round thing going on because in 2018 luigi tried going for the fourth round he was stopped but menno did it and he wasn't stopped it was fire rounds why why so that's that, that's what people are commenting
1: I don't remember Luigi doing that, but I I tried the same. If you look at World BC One uh, World Final in Amsterdam, when I battled the wing, I tried to continue too. I think that's when when it's really like the battle comes from from the inside. You know, if you yeah. when you're not when you're not done yet. You know, when you when you feel you can do more, uh, and it's not about those plant rounds. You know. Like how are you gonna break if you're not prepared that round mentally? Like what's still left? You know, I wanna see. So that was that was interesting for me that that they kept it going in India. They didn't do that in Amsterdam. Um but I don't know, I don't feel like talking what people say online, to be honest, man. I'm so I'm so tired of of this. People it's, it's like crap, it's like, crap, it kind you know? of hurts it's, you, it's, right? You are in the and, scene and for the last
0: two decades. I don't know you're in the scene for the last two decades, it kind of hurts you, right? I'm doing so much and still oh. it doesn't it doesn't
1: it doesn't hurt me but I'm di- I'm just disappointed you know and 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 I feel like I don't break for nobody but myself so it doesn't really touch me. Um, but the way the scene can be sometimes nowadays with with all the people talking and everybody have an opinion online, I don't know I feel for me to be able to keep doing this the way I do it I need to be in my own bubble. Uh, and that's why I actually been enjoying break more than ever these last quarantine times, or this Corona times, because this was the time when when breaking became personal
0: for me again. Uh, exactly. But yeah. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, that that's the reason I was so. I actually I'm not breaking, but I was so disturbed looking at those comments. I I just said I'm going to ask this question for the first day
1: I still. Until today, I still get messages in my inbox commenting on the photos with friends. Kilakoya, or oh, fake champion uh, uh, Bumblebee. Hello, fake champion Bumblebee. One, like on a photo with just a friend or something, you know. So it's, I don't know what pe- what keeps people busy, you know. But it's just mm-hmm. it's just whack, you know. If you don't understand the dance, don't talk so much about it, you know like in general don't don't speak more than you know but a lot of people think they know everything so i guess that's what it is
0: true, true. It's, it's only you who can understand the journey and who are living with you and that's what i that's what i actually wanted to clear it out because and thank you so much because i thought you'll be offended answering this question because you don't know me personally and still i'm asking such questions so frankly and so like on growth the first question it made you uncomfortable but I thought that's the first question I need to clear it out because I couldn't understand why they were commenting such things. So yeah, I, I, the last, the last question related to that thing, you've been one, you won three times. Okay. What do you think people are not understanding and what, or what do you think that it actually takes for winning, but people are not understanding it?
1: What it takes to win three times and what what people understand about, I think everybody understand that it's a lot of hard work. Um, but I think in general, the, the thing people don't understand is just my break in general. You know, they, they just look for big moves. So they look for something that looks shocking uh, physically. Um, they, they don't see the art of my dance. And I think that's, that's confusing for some people, you know, like if you do my round, you cannot describe, you cannot describe what I do. And I think I think that's a good thing, but a lot of people you can actually describe what they do, and they're very loved by the by the bigger crowd, because you can see they can understand what they do, you know. Uh, so I think that's that's what makes the difference, you know. Um, there would there would be a lot of people that would say like, "Do you see a Picasso?" They say, "What the fuck is this?" You know, what get draw this? if they don't know it was picasso oh now everybody know it's picasso then okay everybody understand this is something but if you don't know it was picasso maybe people would be like oh what is this it's like me you know oh, he's just rolling over the floor you know he's just rolling around but they don't see what i'm actually doing so i i do also i do also have a lot of people that hit me back up and they and like they're like, yo, I didn't understand your dance, but now after five years, and I finally see it, and I can understand why I did not see what I saw back then. And even I understand because when I was just starting with break, I was really intrigued by other style of breaking too than I'm right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and people are also commenting like, 2007's Mano was better, or he was faster, or something like that. That the only the only respectful video I saw was uh you was un exhibition change battle UN flee flea like there were people commenting damn this is this is og this is this is the this is respect this is the actual thing and stuff that's the that's the video a lot of people respected and uh, i i loved it too i mean that was the only time i could feel that yeah people are understanding it and why are they are they those same people who are commenting on the bc1 video or are they different kind of people and if they are then why are they not supporting you in the bc1 video against those kind of
1: no there's there's good comments too in the bc1 videos but i mean the people that i then i'm glad that i get love for from they're not the people behind you know like this (laughs) Yeah, they have other things in life than commenting on videos i never comment on on videos like like i comment for my friends to show them love if they did something dope, but I'm not here to like comment everything all day, you know, and, and same for people that's doing what I do. Um that battle, like Fleo is a good friend of mine and, and I and I told him before I went to Montreal I was like, yo, let's do this training battle. Like I wanna have this conversation of dance with you and not just in a competition, like two or three rounds, but really like a long talk. Uh because I really respected this dance and then we went from there and and we decided to upload it but it was more like a private thing Mm -hmm. so that's when people see this is something real you know is from the heart it's not just some competition set up uh flashlights and fans around screaming and after crying on the internet about who won or lose you know
0: um can i can i ask you this question that how do you exchange words while just moving like you and fleo like how were you talking like you both were Exchanging moves. Okay. But how was that a conversation? If you could explain me if I know it's kind of difficult, but I really want to know.
1: Well, you he show he's doing sort of movements and then I have movements that match that movement, so that where I answer his movements. Um and you know I think that battle was like maybe thirty rounds, I don't know, it was a lot of rounds. Okay. So at some point you need to really dig deep in your memory and then you see Flayu doing something. And his movement reminds me of something you didn't do yet, and then you respond with that. Uh, and, oh, you still have something to say? To, I have this. Boom. Then the next one comes. Or oh, I still have this one. Uh, now we go into power moves. Then we go there. Then so it's a little bit. It's not like rounds. Like there's no pressure in the rounds. Like you need to. Like if you would see BC one rounds, there would be just people screaming and yelling. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like like screaming how good they are in like a really short amount of time, you're like blah blah blah. Like we didn't break like this every round, you know, it was more calm. We were just showing our ways, we were doing it on on music that we liked. Um so I think that's when becomes something becomes uh a conversation, you know, more than just showing off to each other, you know.
0: No more serious talks, okay? Let me let me ask you some fun questions. This, this is named by me, like shitty stuff, okay. Like first shitty stuff question is, whenever you go for a battle or a competition or a performance, do you feel the urgent, urgent, urgent need to pee? No. <laughs> no. How is that possible? Like How is that possible? Not even once. No, just just
1: when I when I do big competition where I know I need a lot of stamina for then then these days I start days before I start drinking a lot of water. Yeah. To to stay hydrated. So then I just need to pee all day in general because I'm filling myself up with water so much. But no. Not like a nervous pee, you mean? Like I get nervous before the battle, I need to pee, I need to pee now. <laughs>
0: Dude, Like, come on, when I was in college, I was just going for a performance. I still needed to pee every time before the performances, but like I need to I need to go before the performance. So I common with everyone. Hey yeah. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, fine. So the next thing is: do you believe in superstition before going into any battle or something? Like, you know, doing a cap, something like this, or maybe pulling up your pants or some, some other thing. Do you believe in those superstitions?
1: Um, i don't know if that's something to believe in it's just it's just uh it's just a thing you do right uh slapping your legs jumping like dancing you know yeah getting your getting your mind ready uh visualize what you're gonna do in your head uh breathe in breathe out you know just just like get your body and your mind ready for the battle
0: oh okay but it's not
1: it's not something like i always do (laughs)
0: Damn, I've never been so wrong in my entire life. I thought you would be doing everything. Whatever I say, but yeah, shit. Okay, this is a very special question for me because I got connected uh, with this question a lot. You're a painter as well. And one thing you said in one of your interviews was you believe in abstract things. Okay, you never think when you're getting into a battle or when you're doing something or when you're painting something you never think you just start scribbling or you just do your own thing and it gets connected in the end and that's what abstract Mm -hmm. is and you've always believed in your abstract when did you felt and when did you thought uh, when did you started believing in your abstract no whatever you are doing is right i think
1: that was the the straight when i start breaking maybe the first in the first within the first two years um I did realize on an early age that compared to the kids I was training with, they they learned stuff like backflips or roll back to one hand. They would they would learn it pretty quick, and I was not that kid that would learn that quickly. But I loved it so much that I that I would create other stuff, and actually because of breaking, I found out my my abstractness, my my creativity. Because everybody rolling back to one hand, I could go to one hand, but not from a roll. So I'm gonna make that still look cool. You know, I have to find another way. So the fact that I was not that physically talented that forced me to be more abstract. So it started really naturally. It was never really like a thought. Like like as a kid, you don't think like I'm gonna be abstract now. I probably didn't even know what the word what the word meant back in the day when I started breaking. Um, but it just happened that way, you know?
0: Okay. So like, what was your mindset? Like, how do you kept your mindset going? Like, you know, you were not, you're not a talented kid. Whenever you went, there were better kids, better, better dancers around you. So how did you kept that mindset? No, I'm still going to do it. And I'm, I'm going to still Because,
1: do it. because, because I felt that it was still really effective, even though I couldn't do the role back to one end. This is just an example my other way that i I would find like three other ways to get to that one hand position and then i would create one more where i did the same to an elbow position and then all these people um they were just training these tricks and only being able to do these tricks but now it's battle time i created like five or six different ways to do things and they just had one big move so at the end i was more more effective in a battle you know i could go for more rounds hmm. so that's what i start realizing and people start saying like yo Mano is good he really has his own style like when i started already you know people were saying things like that so i was like damn that's that's really cool you know that's something i really uh enjoyed from in in breaking so i felt that was the, the right path on the, on the early stage
0: oh yeah so you always on that positive side that again shitty stuff and the question is, what is the weirdest thing you have ever done which you sh- which you think you should have not done it? The weirdest thing. Any place, battle, at home, anything? Oh. Doing this interview. No. <laughs>
1: Besides that, no, just kidding. I did a, I had a job. Um i think this was like 10 years ago i was uh working in Bee world this is like uh amusement park similar like six flags and uh i was like a mascot so i had to wear like the full helmet the suit like a walibi kangaroo suit oh shit. And, I don't uh, want that picture.
0: i'm gonna attach it here
1: <laughs> and i had to play uh, air guitar like fake guitar, because we were like a band. We were like a rock band of, of crazy animals. And then I had to even like dance the choreos and I have to uh, play back the the sounds because there was like a brace inside of the helmet. And then if you would do this, the, the mouth would speak. But then it was summer, so it was like 30 degrees. And then you have like a suit on, the pillows on. And then over that you have the kangaroo suit with the helmet. The sweat is just dripping in your eyes, and you're like, <laughs> "This was not. This was definitely the worst job." And you know what was even worse? I don't know if you know the guy Cisco.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's,
1: he's one of my. Yeah, he's one of my crew members, and we we have the same job, but we we played the same role. So he had the same animal that I was. So we would never work at the same the same time okay so he will work on a, for example he will work on a monday shift and then i'm on a tuesday shift the next day but you know underneath the suit you need to wear like a like another suit filled with fillers with pillows and stuff so you become really like like a fluffy animal yeah, fluffy. Right? yeah exactly so this honor suit like imagine the pillows if you sweat a lot it becomes super wet and heavy and it becomes yellow and stuff. And yeah. You know, we needed we needed we needed to wash the suits every time, but then this asshole didn't clean up his and then he used <laughs> he used he used mine and I arrived the next day oh and I feel in like the suit. The suit's still wet. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Yuck. was this was definitely one of the worst, one of the worst gigs I ever did with dancing. <laughs> Oh. But I needed it back then.
0: <laughs> like people are gonna go mad. People are gonna tag you and say this. I think so. <laughs> I need that. Yeah, week. this was worth
1: Yeah, sometimes when you arrive like early morning and this was far up in the north of Holland, so I had to I had to travel like three hours to get there, which is in Holland standards stands very long. I know in India that's not that long, <laughs> but in Holland it's like that's like going to
0: China. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. In India, it's like it's, it's like my day-to-day job being stuck in traffic for three hours. It's fine for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for all the standards, that's that's really long because everything is like an hour or one and a half max. So that was really far. And then you arrive there early in the morning and there's a wet undersuit suit waiting for you to put up. <laughs> Not the best
0: gig. Oh, shit, shit. Damn, Cisco. <laughs> tell me one of your one of one of the major regrets you have till now like one thing it can be related to dancing it can be related to anything in life
1: um that for dancing that i didn't stretch and work my mobility since a younger age because i felt i, st- I just started this year to really work on my mobility and and stretch um And I see that it's actually possible for me. And I always thought this wasn't possible for my body. And obviously, like, my handicaps make me more creative. So I always was like, ah, this is, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just use it like this. But now I'm getting older and I feel my my body is getting older. So I, I need to pay more attention to it. And with the stretching and the mobility work that I do now, I'm like, damn, that's actually so much possible that I didn't thought it was possible. And I and I regret that I didn't start this
0: earlier. Ooh. And what about life? Except for dancing. Any any major regret? About
1: life. Not so many to be honest. Um
0: i could have paid a bit more attention on school i guess <laughs> why dude everyone would have wanted that life you have like your parents supporting in india it's common yeah. <laughs> that parents I know, don't support i
1: know but, but 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 still i'm i'm living from this full time and like I'm, my my strength is really in my in my creativity you know uh and in, and in my dance but Like right now my dance and my brand, my clothing is becoming a business too, you know, and I'm not a business, I'm not a business guy. And, uh, I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing my best, but, but I can feel this is not my, my strongest part, you know? Um, so this would make sense if I would be a bit more sharp on, on this type of stuff on school and also languages, you know, in Holland, we had French, uh, we had German uh i dropped all my languages from the second grade um but then i end up being in a french crew called devdoc since 2005. i'm having a lot of friends who are french uh and i'm like damn why didn't i choose french you know i would never think i would travel that much when i was still in school yeah so like on things like that i would like oh, i should have starting my driving license earlier and stuff
0: <laughs> oh shit. But no yeah. problem. I think so. This this is this is the best thing you are having right now. And figuring out, I'm. I think you're going to be the one of the best in in the scene who has his own business and is running it. Because you, I what? How much I am looking at it from outside, like the things you are doing to build your brand. It's amazing. It's amazing. And thank you, man. Yeah. So okay, I'll I'll give you one just random circumstances. Okay, from India, there are a lot of people who love breaking. Okay. And right now, people are doing full time breaking as well, like you. But it's common that after your college, you need to do a job or you need to do something to survive. Okay. And that hampers your dancing and stuff. stuff, stuff. So, and then people have interest in breaking, but they lose. Like they, they are not a full time breaker in the end. So, is it possible for a nine to five job person to do breaking or to be into, uh, like, to be competing in such massive competitions? Or no, you need to take that risk you need to take that risk well,
1: it's 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 possible but I don't get a girlfriend then
0: <laughs> <laughs> not going to share this right you're not going to share this
1: <laughs> No, you can share i mean it's possible it's all possible um but yeah you need to really like spend your time wisely i mean i'm i'm a full time dad i have two kids and i do this full time yeah so if that's possible you you can also have a 9 to 5 uh if you have a, i mean if you have a nine to five you can still train every day from seven till ten and i think three hours a day is a lot already yeah so it's really a matter of how do you how do you plan your time and and how deep are you willing to sacrifice um i mean like my lifestyle i haven't there's not much time left to play video games or or go hang out with friends or or just do nothing in general, you know there's always something to do uh, but but I think if you really love what you do, then it, it doesn't feel like something you need to do. it feels like it needs to itch if, if you if you have a full-time job and, and and on your job you're already training in your head and you can't wait to go train and you, and you've been having this feeling like forever and it's getting stronger, then yeah you you can do it. But if you're at at your job and and you're at your job and and you feel when you come back home you need to push yourself to practice, that's not the motivation you you need. You you need you don't need to motivate yourself to push. That needs to come from the, from the inside. You know, it's it's like an addiction. You know, to go to go train. You're like, oh, I worked all day. I need to train now to just release it, not just to. Do it. and not not train and not training because you want to you want to live from dancing like train because you really want to get the best version out of yourself in this in this art form instead of just um i don't know training to get fame or get a full-time b-boy i'll be like this looks more nice than working they're traveling and then you know it's i think i think like to become a full-time b-boy is something that happens to you it's not something you choose to do like you start breaking on a young age or or on a later age and you're super talented and and you feel you have that talent and you feel it's possible and then it's it's coming you know if you have that if you have that trust and, and and you have the motivation and the time to push it through then it's then it's possible um but I think it's it's hard to find the motivation if you're not motivated like that in general, you know?
0: Yeah. Then
1: if you have that and a job, then it's it's gonna be really tiring,
0: I think. True, true, true. Then maybe that's what people don't understand. And one but, more thing. But there's I many
1: ways. So I thing to add on this, there's many ways to live to live from breaking, you know. Uh you can really like some people are good in battling, some people are good in teaching, you know. Um you can set up, you can focus on the next generation. Uh you can work, really work, put your energy in teaching people, uh, set up classes. Uh you'll earn money, you know, it will take a lot of your energy to train for yourself to to become the best or something. Um but I think it's also very rewarding and, and also you got more structure and income and, and then you got the showbiz, you know, you got theater uh there's the modern dance world is really hungry for the influence of breaking Um, there are so many side routes on breaking that you can take you know Um, and and in general if you if you love breaking that much and you have a full-time job try to make a link somehow with your full-time job to your breaking somehow they sh- those paths should be able to cross if it's if you're into view videography or like you you're into into podcasts or, or photography or clothing uh managing people like if you're into management try to be become the, be- the manager of, of the best dancer in india at that moment or the best b-boy you know like accountant if you're into account and stuff like Help out dancers to fix their their their, their paperwork and stuff, you know. Uh, become that guy, you know. Like you will have your network in dancing. All the dancers be like, "Yo, that guy is cool. He's a dancer too, and he's helping me with my paperwork." Mm. How many customers will you get? A lot because of dancing, but you're still an accountant. So I think you know, like this this breaking scene the network you've been building up with your friends and the community this is something very big and and i think you can apply it in a lot of different jobs so just try to put these two things closer together i think
0: you just need that drive and then you would be able to figure it out people yes that thing Oh man. that was a that was a great answer. Shit. Coffee motivating. <laughs> and yeah, that was a lot of motivation. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Yeah. W- were you so mature since the beginning, or like now you're 30 and you've learned a lot of things? That's the reason you're saying these things.
1: Oh, I don't know. I guess. Uh
0: Yeah, Maybe. It's, it's, it's time to
1: be mature a bit. There's the father in me now, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always been a a very composed, controlled person. Oh. Uh. So I'm, I'm always pretty thoughtful on, on on what I on what I say and what I do. Uh. And and that's that's why like breaking, I feel that's the moment I can snap out of it, of that. I don't know if it's, it's that's, that's the contrast with, with me, like feeling wise, I guess, yes. If I look oh. at it that way.
0: Yeah, so in life you're too much calm and composed and thinking about a lot of things and then in breaking your life. Yeah,
1: but I don't know if that shows really the right image. I, I guess calm and composed around around people that don't know me, I guess. Because when I'm with the people I'm close to, it, I'm not particularly like that. Um, how
0: are you, what, what do you do?
1: <laughs> I can be crazy. <laughs> like I make a lot of I make a lot of jokes. I'm I'm full of fun all the time. I love sarcasm. Oh
0: uh, <laughs> I can feel that. Uh, thing.
1: I... <laughs> like I love to make jokes and to, to just make fun of things. Um a, I can be a hype also, but like just in general for for a bigger crowd or for people that I'm I'm not I'm not close to yet. I guess I'm always I always seem composed.
0: Okay, yeah. so I want to know three or four things. You keep may you make sure like that's that's your routine to help you grow. Like maybe it can be related to practice. It maybe it can be related mm-hmm. to watching videos. If watching videos, then what kind of videos? You know, like whatever you consume or whatever you do, that subconsciously enhances your art form.
1: Always digging for new music, Um and new music. I don't mean music from two thousand twenty, but I mean like you find music you never heard before. So you can go back to ninety fifty by to find new music. You know, really go on a on a research. If um, if you are you a young person, listen to music all the young people like but what are those people listening that making the music you listening and what are those people listening what they are listening you know like go back in time understand the musical journey uh start to appreciate and move different on different music types not just hip-hop like discover jazz discover rock uh search everywhere for for crazy sounds and and i think music is really a big push in everything you do it can set your your mood uh you i wake up with music i go to sleep with music you know i think this is a very big ad besides that i think just always try to be uncomfortable when you train Oh yeah. uh, don't no. don't don't just do what you already do um try to be a beginner again a lot. Um, I think that's that's a very helpful one. Uh, things that I subconsciously do. I play a lot. You need to keep it playful. Like with your movement, if it's your movement or if you, if you make art or anything you do, be very playful with it. Um, don't just do what you do seriously. Also do it with a lot of fun. Uh, be very like embrace your mistakes. Uh, because I think and if you make a mistake whenever it's in drawing or in dancing, that's when something spontaneous happens. And that's when you can actually create something out of it. Um so yeah embrace your mistakes take time for yourself too I think it's it's good to to have people around you to train with but you also need you also need some solo space sometimes to train and this is this is very good for the mind learn learn to learn to train by your own and I think this will also uh teach you how to be motivated from yourself so you're not depending on other people Are oh, you bro you going train? are you going to train no are you going to train? no, I stay home you know there's a lot of people like this, nobody's yeah. training, so I'm not training yeah like no you you training anyway Got it
0: so you've been you've been breaking since last two decades now okay uh what do you think? Has gone missing. What's missing now? That you wanted, but maybe you are not finding it right now in, in the whole scene. What you had in the past, and that's not there in Oh, the, what right I now. had in the
1: Oh, okay, okay, I didn't get that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Good music and battles. <laughs> because now all the events have um, have live streams, and and all the music need to have the rights. So this is, uh, this is a big, this, this is hard for me, you know, the music is, is very flat sometimes.
0: Okay. Got it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to really feel it sometimes.
0: Okay. And, and uh, I,
1: think, I think back in the day there was more, it was more about uh, the event than about the winner. And now most events is really about competition more than over just the event you know people go to an event they lose first round and they go home that's not what you know it's not it's not this the mindset you know you should have
0: yeah. something
1: that those those that vibe was a
0: bit better before but magic and vibe is missing okay yeah yeah so uh tell me one thing you have kept constant for you so that helps you in winning those battles or those competitions or anything you do. Like that one thing you make sure that you should be having it or you should be doing it. What are the things required? Like everyone would be asking you, like what are the things required for winning? Like that's not something specific. You can't define it. You will do this, 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 and you'll win. But what are you making sure of that you will do that one thing always?
1: Be really dedicated. Mm. Train, train, train hard it's actually quite simple just train hard. it's really so train train hard but also train effective train in a smart way Mm. um train your mind train your your material your body just just be really dedicated in in preparing yourself i guess that's that's the only thing that's that that matters for me if i i don't need i I cannot use any distractions when it's like okay next month bc1 i will go in a in a tunnel vision and practicing becomes more important uh so i just set set it as a high standard to to spend time to go work out in the morning uh break in the evening stretch in the daytime you know i make it really watch my diet more you know I think that's also a thing like your food is really important.
0: So you make sure you keep on watching your training as well as your body, both.
1: Like a lot of people who don't all the all the time in general. And and I think this is this is in general, you know. I I practice with this mindset the whole year actually. But then when it's a battle it's more obvious. When when it's before competition, it's more obviously then I can be more clear to my wife. (laughs) I can care at this battle then I need to train here, here, here and here so I can plan it out a bit more. But but I think you should train all the time like you like you, you need to be ready anytime, any day. Yes. <clears throat> um, and at the same time don't always train with the intention of winning a competition train with the intention of becoming a better a battle dancer create more material create create enjoy and then when it's closer to battle season then you just start structuring
0: your stuff more that was deep oh shit it took me a second to you know <laughs> look at it that way I was like, create, create create and then structure it oh shit that was kind of deep I loved it. Okay. So, things you, so again, you've been doing breaking for two decades. What are the things you look in future about breaking? More brands coming in, less of crew battles, or what are your predictions? Olympics, or like, uh, what are your predictions you think that now after two, three years, breaking is going to be like this?
1: Uh, I think, I I hope breaking is going to be it's going to get bigger and bigger and it's going to open up for a bigger, wider audience. Um, but I also hope that the under, that this will be a push for the underground scene to to keep things alive still. Also just for b-boys and breakers only, you know? Yeah. So I I think, I think the breaking scene will become, I don't want to say divided because it's basically the same thing, but you're going to have two different platforms, I think. Okay. One will be more like the, the, the underground, the b boy the b boy one, uh the breaking one. The one that left leave out the beagles. Um and then you have the Olympic the Olympic one which is more like based on sport. Um we can open up opportunities for, for people to
0: mm-hmm.
1: To do what they do you know and to make a living out of it and to represent their country and etc and and by then uh hopefully more brands will jump in uh and, and and you we can start like sponsor deals not just with red bull but hopefully with nike or adidas you know Stussy or big street brands uh
0: men or leisure
1: men or leisure so if you if you look at skating now they got so many brands from the from the skating from the skating community, you know, yeah. and you got like skaters being signed for million like million dollar contracts, you know. They're living in mansions. You know. Like if we would if, if the breakers would just be able to get just a glimpse of this, that would be so dope. Because once there's b-boys that start to make real money, then we can also give back to the community, you know, and then we can build our own brands and and we can build from there but we need first we need to have contracts with with bigger brands like that to be able to build our own um because right now i'm doing manual leisure and and everything that i'm investing comes straight from my own pocket from money that i earned from dancing you know and it's not like i'm selling everything that i'm making you know it's it's a lot of investments and there's a lot of risks but I feel to keep pushing that's the only way to make it happen. Um by having brands like big brands like Nike or, or, or other brands like like why is there no b boy
0: shoe? Like why is
1: there like why is there the Nike the Nike jackets or the Adidas ones, you have all this this is all like trends that B Boys had set back in the days. And yet there is like a B Boy collaboration there's a nike this this windbreaker jacket's nike sbs this that that wasn't the skaters that made that fashion you know like the fat laces like run mc took their looks from b-boys but yet there is no adidas classic piece of clothing dedicated to breaking you know and i think that's like it's it's painful almost you know like wow. been around so long breakers been setting so many trends and yet no brands show us love like that except red bull and then Monster is also supporting some b-boys in the us but besides that there's not much contracts where you can make a living off you know i think this is really important and hopefully with olympics people finally start to take us serious more um and the hard thing with breaking is we don't have a product like skateboarders. They have a skateboard, they have specific skateboard shoes. So it's, it's a bit more easy to, to create sponsors because they have an actual product and then, and in breaking also, you know, every b-boy likes to break with different shoes. You know, uh, it's really, it's really, really a, depending on your style and it's always a personal preference. Um, that's why I think it shouldn't be just one shoe. It should be a full line, you know, it should be like three different shoes made for like three different breaking styles, um, for hip hop dance, you know, like just, I think it's really needed.
0: Why do you think this is going to
1: empower us in why I think it's not happening. Why? Because if Adidas sends me or any b-boy a free pair of shoes, we will still put it on and be on Instagram. Thank you,
0: Adidas. That's why. That's what is happening. That is happening. Because
1: because they've been using us forever. You know, we're everywhere in the background. And, and you know, if they give us free shoes, what, you're not going to take it? Of course you're going to take it. You know, but it's more than that. But I think I think breakers are satisfied earlier, like I said, like like me personally, I'm not a business guy i'm I'm really about what I do. And I think breaking is it's so easy that your whole life and your thoughts get absor- absorbed in this in this dance uh that it doesn't leave a lot of the space open for other things, you know, like to get professional talk to a brand like that. It's not easy, you know you need people to represent you and you need people to talk for you like it's it's really hard i've been trying to to make an opening or to to connect but then you you send these big brands messages on instagram and you see they're reading it because i'm verified but they're not getting back to me uh or they have no interest and it's, it's just not it's really difficult you know like also to speak about yourself you know like hey uh my name is Mano. I'm the world champion uh, of breakdance. Like you go on Instagram and like, every well-known b-boy is multiple world champion, you know? doesn't mean if they win Red Bull BC1 ever or not. There's people, they have like 13 times the world champion. I'm like, holy shit, 13 times, bro, what the fuck did you win? But you know, like everybody is promoting themselves, you know, what's the difference of me saying I'm a world champion, but then everybody else on Instagram is multiple world champion, so that just takes the value away also you know everybody can say they're a world champion now because they won an international event once or twice or three times or thirteen times, or they count every international event like a world title. I don't know um but this is this this is just what makes it hard. you know people don't take it serious um yeah it's the market is still too small and i don't know okay i mean if you can have people do it for free like if puma wants some guy to spin on their head and in, in a commercial and, and 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 i would ask a crazy amount of money which i fairly deserve to be in a video but then there is a I don't know like a random b-boy from from another place that that will do it for a free pair of shoes doesn't make any difference for them with spinning on their head you know so they just they still see everything as like breakers they don't see like me they don't see me as an athlete they don't see me as an artist they see just break dancers you know that's what i think
0: yeah got it so that, that's it thank you so much for you know just answering a lot of my questions one thing i want from your side that's authentic review like how did you feel like tell me honestly because it would help me to improve like how did you feel this podcast
1: uh podcast was cool i just thought in the beginning it was a lot about the the hate comments and i was <laughs> yeah. i was i wasn't, I wasn't expecting it like just woke up and start talking about Kilakoya and why did I win, and why did I lose? And I was like so tired of it because for me it's not like I really think I won, and I know the people yeah. that understand breaking the way I do like agree with it or they say the same uh like if you watch the video- have you seen the one of Smurf his podcast? he has one where he reviews me versus Kikoya um. It's uh it's called uh what's this called again? Break. Um I'll send you the link. I'll I'll find it and send you the link. But that show is also his vision that like it's like but but yeah, in general I think the, the podcast was cool. Uh I don't think it's really good if you if you ask a person to uh if you already say the answer. <laughs> Like, was... Can you can you answer this quick? Can you answer this question like
0: this? But I really love that staring part, and I want to put that thing in my podcast. Like the way you start by staring your opponent, I just want my audience to you know listen to that. <laughs> like first,
1: first you're like, ah, oh, there's just gonna be a casual conversation, <laughs> and then you're like, can you answer this question for me? Because I just really need to have it. No, but I, was I think so it, was, it was cool.
0: No, I didn't no, no, know. Was, it was cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm happy you enjoyed it. And thank you so much. Uh, I'm so sorry to make you uncomfortable. I was so excited. I, I had to, you know, I wanted those things because I love those parts and I want people to have that part. Okay, Menno, thank you so much for, you know, joining us, for accepting this and th- for answering all my uncomfortable questions like this way. and. Uh, Right. i hope you enjoyed
1: cool man thank you good luck
0: yes see you and uh i all hope right. i you. hope next time i'm having the podcast i'll be in holland or maybe you're in india and i have a live conversation with you maybe That'd if you cool. like this podcast i don't think so you're gonna reply me next
1: <laughs> hit me up next time for yeah. sure that's cool for sure. For sure. all right thank you so much.
0: cool
1: Bye. all right peace Thank you